And now, a Blaze Media Podcast. Good news. And you know, with this podcast, Chewing the Fat, I like to start with good news. If I can find any. Uh, Taco Bell, uh, we told you, was uh, recalling uh, 23 million pounds of seasoned beef, which was very disappointing. Uh, Trust me. Uh, They found... You know, metal shavings. Some customer found metal shavings in their food. So Taco Bell, under an abundance of caution, of course, uh, was going to go and rehaul, recall it. However, it has been completed. The meat has been replaced at impacted restaurants in 21 states. Go, be merry, and have a taco. So I started out with the good news. Now we'll go to a little bit of the bad news. Okay, A Florida company has now recalled 65,000 pounds of ground beef. 65,000 pounds of beef. And, of course, it's for E. coli risk. Uh, Pride of Florida recalled 65,000 pounds of ground beef, beef steaks, beef patties that may have contamination with E. coli. Uh, recall was announced. The sample that was tested, obviously, you know, bad. But uh, no illnesses have been confirmed to date. (coughs) Man, I wish I wouldn't have had that Pride of Florida hamburger last night. I feel sick now. I mean, there's a lot. Uh, 85-15 lean ground beef chubs, 80-20 ground beef chubs, chopped beef steaks, chopped pepper steaks, uh, ground beef patties, eighty-one nineteen ground beef, eighty twenty ground beef. I mean, wow, that's a lot. However, it's only sixty-five thousand pounds. <sighs> Big deal. You have sixty-five thousand pounds standing on my head. And this story, I wish we're, I'm going to save this now. I know that Chris Cruz had to go to. He's down in Florida, the great state of Florida. So he's turned into a Florida man. Uh, so I'm sure there's going to be a story coming from him. I know he had some family issues. So whatever. And, uh, but this story, uh, is out today and you have no idea how I want to switch to Verizon today. And we've been on a battle back and forth cause he's Mr. Uh, oh, I've got the new Disney plus I'm in their founder's circle or their founder's square or their Disney lightning bolt or whatever they're calling it. Because, you know, they, he got his little, I'm uh, one of the founding members. No, you're a founding subscriber. All right? You're the first one to give Disney more billions of dollars. But that's okay. That's okay. However, Verizon now is saying, hey, wait, wait, wait. Uh, all new and existing uh, Verizon Wireless uh, Unlimited customers uh, 
new Fios home internet customers and new 5G home internet customers are going to get a year free of Disney Plus. I am now considering uh, becoming a Verizon. Not really, though. Not really, because I've been a member of Sprint for a long time, and I love Sprint on my wireless. And uh, I've had uh, I've had their home internet, and I've had their home cable. I don't want to say bad things about them. Let's just leave it at that. The other story, uh, <laughs> the other story that's uh, driving me crazy today that I don't understand. Not sure. I completely, it just doesn't make any sense to me. All right. So the big story came broke yesterday about um, the packaging on sanitary products. Okay. Yeah. Tampons. You got it. I mean, I'm not, I'm not afraid to say it. Don't, don't limp the words to me. Like I'm afraid, you know, Women's products. It's that time of the month again. <laughs> Whoa, no, we're not laughing. Don't laugh at that. Do not laugh at that time of the month again. Okay. I mean, she's having her visit. <laughs> <laughs> There's another one too. Gosh darn it. What was the other one? Uh, there was the seven her visit. The uh I got oh, I gotta find now we're gonna have to please hold. Please hold, because I want to know the different names of what women's time of the month is called, the old style. So please hold. Your listenership is very important to us here at Chewing the Fat. Please hold. Someone will be with you momentarily. Please hold. Your listenership is very important to us. Someone will be with you momentarily. Thank you for holding. Jeff Fisher here. How can I help you? Yeah, I was waiting to find out what they used to call women's uh, time of the month. Oh, that's perfect. We've got the answer for you right here. Do you, do you have your access code? Uh, yeah, it's called Chewing the Fat. I'm a subscriber. Okay, it's right here for you. Uh, I've got to take my unpaid leave. It's Shark Week. Okay. Uh, I'm on a ketchup diet. Not good. It is flooding down south. (laughs) It's flooding down south. Ouch. Right? Oh, yeah. No, that's not funny. Uh, You know, I'm feeling a little little bloated. All right, wait a minute. We got some more. uh, Shark Week. It's ketchup diet. Flooding down south. Uh, the full stop is haunting me. I am down with the girl flu. Oh, the leak week. (laughs) Time to hail the red moon. My painting time has come. Aunt Flo visit. I remember Aunt Flo. Aunt Flo. I've heard Aunt Flo. Going to be the, the battle time. Tomato soup is boiling. Oh. I must hail my hormones. I've killed the lamb. Take the red honey. The river is flooded. I'm off on my monthly vacation. It's totem. The murderer is out. I'm cutting the cake. The pipes have burst. Today is my birthday. 
Now, those aren't good. Those are just boring. All right, so back to the story. <laughs> a little sidetrack. Sorry, a little sidetrack on the old, on the old. It's it's that time of the month again. Do you think you could pick me up? I never understood the being embarrassed of purchasing tampons either. I never understood that. I I, I get that some guys, you know, are they're too macho, can't buy the girlfriend's tampons. But so what? You know what kind the wife uses. There you go. You go purchase them and uh, you're done. So uh, the uh, story is that uh, now they're going to take the female symbol from the packaging because not everyone who has a period identifies as a female. Right? The Venus sign denotes the biological sex of a female. Procter & Gamble announced it would be removing the symbol from packaging in order to be more inclusive to its customers. The company insisted that the symbol was not inclusive enough towards transgender females or biological males. Stop, Stop it. I, I, I want to be angry at this because you think, come on now. I mean, why it shouldn't matter for the small percentage. I mean, one activist caused this. One activist caused this. Oh, there are non-binary and trans folks who still need to use your products too, you know. You know, we listened to you and our marketing team worked a solution. A portion of the letter read, we are glad to inform you that as of December, we'll use a new wrapper design without the feminine symbol. Now, you know, obviously the small percentage of the transgender community all were, yay, oh, Dr. Gamble, you're so great, thank you. But there were, you know, uh, other people a little uh, wound up that they're not, uh, well, you're taking the female symbol away? Are you kidding me? Does this mean uh, they're getting rid of the women's health section at the grocery store? Thank you. They're going to have to. Yeah, they're going to have to. It's all going. It's just going to be, you know, health. Health section. Now, and, but it goes on. It's really strange how at the end of the letter, it says, uh, from Procter & Gamble, to ensure that anyone who needs to use a period product feels comfortable in doing so with always. We updated our pad wrapper design. Our mission remains to ensure no girl, wait, what? No girl loses confidence at puberty because of her gender or period. Wait, but if you're, what you're saying now is that you don't have to be a girl. I mean, I, I, I don't get the contradiction. I really don't. I, now, let's set that aside for just a second. Let's set it over here. Let's set it over here for just a second, okay? Look, you'll be mad about that. Does it really matter? I mean, really? Does it really matter? Do you know, when you buy, when you buy, let's say, I'm reminded of a lady, when I worked, uh, I don't know if you know this or not, but I worked at uh, you know the grocery store for a number of years, and uh, I remember working uh, on the floor, and I remember we used to sell the, uh, you know, the big cans of uh, Crisco, Crisco, you know, the cooking fat. 
and it comes into cans and they and Crisco puts different pictures of different items that you can cook with Crisco on the covers on the the packaging of the can. And I remember a lady specifically asking me for the Crisco. Do you have the Crisco that cooks chicken? And I was like, well, yeah, the Crisco's right here. It's Crisco. No, but the picture on the can ain't chicken. I know, but it doesn't matter. It's still Crisco. You doesn't matter what picture is on the package. It's still the product. I want the chicken picture. Right. I mean, she, you know, under the belief that, you know, that's, I, I can't fry my chicken in Crisco that isn't the Crisco that doesn't have the chicken on the can. So does it really matter that the Venus symbol isn't on the pads anymore? I, it matters to the point of like one, you know, the, the activists are making a big change and causing this one, you know, a small percentage uh, is causing a multi billion dollar company to make a change that really doesn't need to be changed and they're the type of company that's able to say um no we're not going to do that the one person on twitter can complain to their heart's content we're not going to change okay this is our product you don't get to decide they didn't do that kind of sad kind of sad Many people uh, in today's world believe that uh, mental illness is something just to joke about. Ha, ha, ha. There's a problem. Uh, No. Uh, Mental illness is uh, something that I think is too often misdiagnosed. Uh, If you have uh, objectophilia, that's not a mental illness, silly. (laughs) Wow. Are you dumb? Are you dumb? Okay. It's just someone who is in love with an object. Got it? Like uh, Michelle from Berlin, Germany, who is now 30. Uh, she claims that she's in a relationship with a Boeing 737-800. She calls it darling. Uh, she loves him so much. She even had a model made to take to bed she has a part of a seven she has a part of the 737 800 in her apartment she has different parts throughout her apartment and she talks about getting to meet one in a hangar just her and the plane at only once in her life and there's pictures of her kissing it and hugging it then there's pictures of her inside the 737 800 and you know she was her heart melted. Her heart melted inside this plane. Um, she knows. She knows that this particular relationship is a struggle. It's a struggle. Uh, a relationship just isn't easy, and at times it's difficult. I only get to get close to him when I fly or I get to be with them in a hangar, but that's only happened once. 
I want to marry my sweetheart and live with him in a hangar. It's just a special kind of love. Doesn't hurt anybody. It's it's hard. On the plane, too. I've had big models of him made of fiberglass as well as real components from him so I could act out my love in some degree. Michelle's affection for the aeroplane. It's not only sexual, romantic, it's focused and important to her. Yes, she may be the only one on the planet to be in love with a 737-800. But I won't hear of it being called mental illness. No. No, sir. This is objectophilia at its finest. Right here. Played out, okay? The 737-800. Wait, where's my music? I need some love music. Just a little bit. Okay. The 737-800 is very attractive, sexy to Michelle. He's the most beautifully built, very attractive and elegant aircraft. I've even nicknamed my 737-800 Shads. Yes, she's not from this country of America. She's from Berlin. Because translated in America, shats would mean... That's exactly what your objectophilia is, okay? Is shats. I guarantee you that. But in Berlin, it means... Darling. I love you too, Michelle. Says the 737-800 in ways that could only be heard by her. All right, we've got to start on our campaign for uh, cockroach milk. Uh, If you listened to the podcast yesterday, we talked about the Pacific Beetle uh, cockroach milk, how it's uh, good for you. It's going to start, you know, they're going to start ramming it down our throats, so to speak. And uh, I figured that we might as well, it's got, you know, look, you're not going to make the sale if it's cockroach milk. You're just not. Um, if it's especially specifically in the U.S. I mean, maybe some other countries will say, oh, it's cockroach milk, great, let's drink it, let's drink it. But no, in the U.S. it's going to have to be something else for this ad campaign. I'll give you that it's good for you. It may taste good. It's got all the proteins and sugars and everything you need. Uh, you know, so much better for you than uh, cow cow's milk or any other milk, goat's milk, whatever the heck milk you drink. Cockroach milk is the best. But we've got to we've got to we've got to create a campaign that says how good it is and not that it's cockroach milk, right? So I, I had people uh, I asked you to email uh, chewingthefat at theblaze dot com so you can continue to do that and we'll try to we'll try to get the full campaign out for you. I did get a, a few responses, um, a couple of the the top ones, um, creme de la roche. Uh, from uh, Anthony, uh, fine Pacific Beetle Roach Milk. 
Now, see again, we're we're that's just gonna have to be in fine print. I don't know if we want that in the ad. I do like creme de la roche. Creme de la roche. Fine print. Fine Pacific Beetle Roach milk. Right. Or we could go with uh just beetle juice. <laughs> don't say it three times. I know, I got the joke. Shut up. That sounds worse. And uh one from uh one one person emailed us uh, at chewingthefatattheblaze.com. So you want to market roach milk? I couldn't immediately think of anything to market, just milk itself. However, I did conceive of a coffee roach milk beverage. If you look up the term blatella, you'll find it means a genus of cosmopolitan and wild cockroaches. The singular Latin root of the word is blata. If we separate the B from the rest of the word, you're left with lata. Next, change the A to the N to an E, and you now have latte, Place the B at the beginning and you have blatte. Only the finest ingredients go into our coffees. Just don't ask what they are. Nine out of ten roaches agree. You won't taste the difference. It's so good your pests will thank you for trying it. It's neither affordable nor sustainable, but the UN says the third world will love it. So should you. Uh, thank you. I like it. It's cute. I'm glad you're working on it. It's a beginning. It's a beginning. We're under the idea tree. There's nothing. There's no bad ideas. Except for, you know, some. But there's no bad ideas under the idea tree, uh, except for yours. And uh, I don't want to hear from you. But you over there, I want to hear from at uh, chewingthefatattheblaze.com. And I don't know how long the show is going to continue. Uh, I just found out that I'm going to become a multimillionaire. Uh, I found out from uh, Rupnarian Kamal, uh, one of the directors of Standard Bank of South Africa, uh, has let me know that uh, I'm going to. Re- you, I may receive this message with surprise, and I did. I received it with surprise. Uh, but it's the urgent need for you to stand as beneficiary to unclaimed legitimate fund from his bank. Okay. Uh, in the email, it says a deposit account was opened by a customer, Wolfgang Frederick, uh, of Dutch nationality. I guess that's Dutch, right? Does it say Dutch? Uh, who, who is a consultant contractor with the Federal Ministry of Mines and Power in South Africa. He made a number of deposit with the bank over a period of time, which has been rolled over many times yearly to a cumul- cumulative value of $22,583,112. While expecting Wolfgang Frederick to come forward to claim his fund, which he never did. As a bank series of notification has been sent to his forwarding address, but no reply, I secretly contacted his manager that had worked in his consulting office only to discover that Wolfgang Frederick was involved in the Libya plane crash of May of 12th, May, 2010. You may have read or heard about the plane crash and he gives a link to the, to the plane crash. Uh, as a standing fina- as a standing financial rules and regulation of South African government, if no claim is made on deposit at the end of the stipulated period, the fund will be tagged on claimed funds and will be forfeited to the government. So I want to present you as the next of kin to the fund, and I will guide you to ensure the fund is processed legitimately in your name and transferred to your bank account for our mutual benefit. Hello. <laughs> yes, I have emailed uh, Rupnarian back 
and let him know that I'm in. I am the next of kin of Wolfgang Frederick of Dutch nationality. And uh, I want a, a big chunk of the $22,583,112. So as soon as that comes in, uh, I'm out. Have a nice day. Uh, you can catch me on my uh, you can catch me on my stories on uh, Facebook and Instagram, Jeff Fisher Radio, and uh, you know I'll tweet some every now and then on uh, Jeffy JFR on Twitter just to let you know, hey, I'm out here, I'm out spending uh, Wolfgang Fedrick's twenty two million, uh, because uh, because when I got this email, uh, it did uh, I did receive it with surprise. I did receive it with surprise. Now, I have that. And I'm waiting to hear back from Rupinarian. Uh and I f- see this story that's a that's a now uh well, it's a fraud. It's a scam. Um a Nigerian astronaut lost in space scam. <laughs> I can't believe people would fall for this. That's so stupid. people are so stupid in October 2019 they came across a deadly bizarre version of the scam Nigerian astronaut Abacha Tunde was reportedly stuck in space and his cousin Dr. Bakari Tunde was asking you the reader for 3 million dollars to get him home (laughs) people are so stupid (laughs) they believe in this stuff like some Nigerian astronaut lost in space what an idiot people are dumb did I mention my next of Ken Wolfgang Frederick oh yeah he's uh, he was in a plane crash in uh, Liberia Libya not Liberia Libya plane crash no I gotta get that story right Jesus if I say the wrong if I say the wrong word holy cow is that the 737 that that woman's in love with no it is not Ooh, I don't know if that was a 737. Maybe I should click on the link. Look up Flight 771, uh, the the Libya plane crash. Let's see what kind of plane it was. Ooh, because if it was, that's a scary thought. What was it? No, it's a 771. Ah! No, that's Flight 771. What what was the plane? That's what I'm saying. I, I saw the 771. That's the flight it was. But it doesn't say here without clicking on the link what type of plane it was. And it'll tell you in the story. I'm not going to put you on hold to find out because Taylor's going to find out quickly and just punch it in. It's going to be right there in the story. It's an Airbus A330-200. Yeah, see, it's not the same. It's not the same. That's why she only loves the other one. Darn she doesn't it. love this one. Yeah, I know. All right, so uh, Lonely Planets has uh, posted their top 10 cities to visit in 2020 now they have their their list and it's a it's a pretty amazing list of the uh of the top 10 cities to visit in 2020 now off the top of your head i'm asking off the top of your head the top 10 what's the first city that you think to yourself, that's got to be in the top 10. Denver, right? Denver, Colorado. I knew it. I knew it. And you're lucky because that is number 10 on the list. I know. I know. Weird. Weird. Now let's say, 
All of a sudden, let's say another. Okay, so you guessed Denver. I didn't. I didn't think you would, but you did. Congratulations. Let's think of another United States city because they're not all in the U.S. Now, don't forget, Lonely Planet is you know global. So uh, amazingly, the United States has two cities in the top ten. So I gave you a little hint there, okay? Because I didn't give you the hint for Denver, and I'm giving you the hint for city number two. So off the top of your head, and it's not number one. <laughs> don't kid yourself. All right, the United States isn't getting a number one city. So another top city that you think to yourself, what city of the U.S. would be in the top ten of Loneliest Planet cities to visit in 2020? And you say, Washington, D.C., yes! Oh, my gosh, I can't believe you guessed it. Correct. Amazing, yeah. Washington, D.C., number two. Number two on Lonely Planet's best. What? Okay. All right. All right, so number nine is uh, Dubai in the in the UAE. I get that. Uh, number eight, Vancouver, Canada. Vancouver, Canada. I know. Don't Number seven, Kochi, India. I know. Don't look at me. Number six, La Paz, Bolivia. I mean, I'm a fan of going to Bolivia. You know what they grow in Bolivia, don't you? Bolivian flake. Anyway, uh, number five. Bonn, Germany. Bonn, Germany coming in at number five. Who doesn't want to go to Bonn? I mean, it's gorgeous. This time of year, oh. Number four in the top ten cities to visit in 2020, Galway, Ireland. Yeah, it rolls right off the I mean, that's a, I mean, off the top of your head, you think of, yeah, Galway, Ireland. I got to go there. Got to go there. Number three on the list. Number three on the top ten list of cities to visit in 2020, thanks to Lonely Planet. You said it, Cairo, Egypt. Yep, it's right there, Cairo, Egypt. Now, Cairo probably is gorgeous, and, and I don't know that I want to go to Egypt, but uh, you know they just uncovered a bunch more, a uh, bunch more tombs and all kinds of stuff. So uh, that's probably just outside of Cairo. Uh, <laughs> it's Cairo, then there's the desert, so it's just outside of Cairo. But uh, you know, it'd be fine. I, I really don't have a problem with Cairo. Cairo would be fun to go to. I don't know that I'd feel that safe, but. It'll be a good place to go to. Number two, of course, I told you is Washington, D.C., which you already knew, duh. And the number one city, number one on Lonely Planet's list of cities to visit in 2020. No, silly. It's not Perumph, Nevada. It's Salzburg, Austria. It should be Perumph, Nevada. Uh, Salzburg, Austria, number one city to visit, according to Lonely Planet for 2020. Wow. Wow. So we talked about the one protester that affected Procter and Gamble and their uh woman's symbol on their tampons and their their pad products is going away. This is how things get started. You know, now Chick-fil-A is obviously has more than one protester, but they also have, you know, millions of people who are not protesting Chick-fil-A, millions of people who are going there to purchase their product because, I don't know, it's good. Well, the first Chick-fil-A in the United Kingdom is closing up on Sunday. Amazing. 
And not only are they closing up on Sunday, because they're always closed on Sunday, duh, that's part of their business plan. Uh, they're going to be closed every other day of the week, too, because a mall in Reading, England, has decided not to renew its lease with the restaurant chain. Now, you think to yourself, why would they do that? Because uh, of criticism of the owner's history of opposing gay marriage. Are you kidding me? Stop it. Stop it. He doesn't... He was questioned. I don't even know how many years ago now. I could go back and find the exact dates, you know, the exact dates. But my remembrance of the story is that he was questioned about being closing the store on Sunday, questioned about his history, questioning about his beliefs. And he was talking about as a Christian, he doesn't uh, believe in gay marriage, but he obviously doesn't care about it's okay. If you come into the store and say, hey, I identify as he, she, 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 he. And they're going to say, what would you like to order? It's just so incredibly stupid. It's just incredibly stupid. He said he believed in the biblical definition of the family unit. What? It is unbelievable to me. Unbelievable. That believing in the biblical definition of the family unit gets people all wound up. Because he doesn't say, I'm not going to serve you. He doesn't say, you're all going to burn in hell. He said he believes in the biblical definition. He gets to do that. But apparently they're not going to be welcome in the United Kingdom. You know what? Your loss. Uh, We'll still have them here in the U.S. Don't you worry your little eyes about it. It's okay. We'll still get our chicken sandwiches and our large chocolate shakes, whatever we want. Just going through the drive-thru. And they've upped their game on the drive-thru too. Uh, There's no longer the one single drive-thru anymore at most of the stores. If you're going to a Chick-fil-A that has like one line in the drive-thru, that's old school, man. It has not been remodeled yet because now they're all being remodeled with the double drive-thru and covered. I mean, it's world-class, man. You are in and out. Love it. Love it. And as I'm looking through, uh, you know, I know this may come as a big surprise to you, but as I'm looking through some other food stories, uh, I saw one story that kind of ticks me off and breaks to the point of uh, it's it just it it really is what happens in America and you know around the world in today's world. So McDonald's is taking a hit, saying that uh, oh my gosh, uh, the shares of McDonald's have dipped as much as four percent this week, and uh, the fast food chains reported third quarter sales and profit is down and. No, well, here's the deal. Profit isn't down. Profit fell below the estimates. Okay? They were uh, forecasted to make $1.69 billion. Okay? In the last quarter. Third quarter. $1.69 billion. They were forecasted 
they only the actual number was 1.61 billion dollars oh the horror the horror somebody thought that they were going to make 1.69 and they only made 1.6 billion how are they getting by i don't know i don't know more in my food uh my food queries today as I was scanning the scanning the food globe. I see uh I see a headline that says how to skin and prepare a rattlesnake for the table. And I thought No thanks. Now, maybe if you cook up a little rattlesnake with some Heinz ketchup, maybe you could douse it enough to eat it. I've honestly I don't think I've ever had rattlesnake. I mean I've had a lot of different kind of strange meats. You can quote me on that. Uh, but I don't think I've ever had rattlesnake, which is kind of disappointing because I would like to be able to say that I have. But then as you read the story, it's kind of funny because it talks about uh, it's best to leave them alone. <laughs> but if you do get a fresh rattlesnake, you might as well eat it. And it goes on to tell you uh, how to how to cook it and what you have to do for it. If you want the recipe, just email me at chewingthefatattheblaze.com and you know, I'll be happy to send it to you. Apparently, uh, rattlesnake, uh, it's got a backstrap-like muscle that runs the entire length of the backbone, so once cooked, that muscle will peel out easily and give you the boneless goodness. So, okay, no problem. I'm, uh, I could be a fan. I could be a fan. According to this story, it is uh, white meat tender, tastes like a cross between frog legs and turtle. Uh, a lot of rib bones and, and the back strap that runs the entire back. But uh, pull that back strap off. So you're pulling those. I, I guess it's almost like a fish. You pull that back strap off and you're pulling out those rib bones as well. So that just gives you the, you know, the, that boneless taste. So I guess you probably will have to, you know, Keep a keep a tooth out for one of those rib bones that got stuck in there. But other than that, uh, sounds like it might be good. It might be good. One last a food story for you in the hunt for food stories today. And I think I might do this as a as a maybe a Facebook Live or an Instagram story. Uh, there's a Texas chef who is. Uh, posting stories on her YouTube channel and her Patreon uh, site, Naked Cooking Online. Now, most of the YouTube channel, she is uh, just in an apron and nothing else. I may have to pull off a Jeffy cooking uh, series just in an apron. I will say that I may not be able to pull off the apron look as well as her, but I'm going to try, doggone it. And I, I, I'm, I'm still worthy, doggone it. And I'm good enough to be a naked chef in just an apron, doggone it. For many of you living in uh, California, uh, the power could be cut off soon. So what you're going to want to do is be sure that you're a subscriber to Chewing the Fat with yours truly, Jeff Fisher, and uh, download the podcast uh, ASAP so uh, you know your everything is charged up and you already have the podcast ready to go so you can listen to it when the power's out. Uh, so subscribe to uh, Chewing the Fat. And uh, if you're uh, part of the uh, Apple Core iTunes family, uh, rate and review it. 
Uh, I, mean, I know you got busy lives, so you know you don't. I don't want you to th- have to worry about trying to come up with uh, you know ways you can rate and review it. Just uh, twenty stars, uh, best podcast ever, and you're good. Uh, you don't even look the first time you rate and review it. You don't even have to you know share it. I'm not even asking you to go out of your way to share it with family and friends and even people you don't like. Just say, hey, chew the fat, subscribe. And you could do that. That'd be great. Thank you. But you don't have to. Just a quick, easy 20 stars, best podcast ever to rate and review. It helps other people find the show. And uh, you're good to go. You're done. You don't have to worry about it. You're, you're good. But I was reading a story where now another couple hundred thousand people are going to lose power in California thanks to the PG&E uh, worry for winds and dryness and fires could start. And it's, we're, you know, we're just got all these problems out there, but I just read a story and I have to find it. I don't have it in front of me now. Just seeing this headline reminded me, I just read and I heard a story that, uh, talked about why PG and E is actually turning the power off and it has absolutely nothing to do with your safety Californians. And I know this is going to come as a weird thing and maybe you already know it. You, you Californians that are listening to the podcast. I know you're out there. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I see you. I see you out there on the West coast. I got you. I love you. I do. I'm a fan. I love California. One of my favorite places to go in California is up at big bear Lake. I mean, I so beautiful. You come down and you come down off of that and you hang out in Santa Monica. I'm a fan. I love California. And yeah, I'm not, I'm not downplaying Northern California or Southern California. The whole state is beautiful. I got it. Just, you know, my special area. But I'm just telling you, this, the uh, article and the interview that I heard talked about how PG&E is doing this because they want more money. All right. They, they want to charge you more money. and They want more money from the state so that they can rebuild their infrastructure. And because it should be them that have already upgraded their infrastructure with the money that they've already made, the reason that there was a fire and some fall through on some of that was because they didn't upgrade their infrastructure before. And so they were just cutting back and making more money in their pockets than what they actually should have been when they're upgrading. But now they want more money to upgrade and to take care of uh, issues that should have already been taken place. But since they haven't and they want more money now, they're just cutting the power off to prove who has the power. Get it? They're cutting the power off to prove who has the power. And it's working, right? It worked before. Uh, according to the interviews that I heard, remember the last time this happened was when uh, uh, I think it was Gray Davis was the governor and they booted him out. That's when Schwarzenegger took over. They got rid of him and they got more money. Amazing how that worked. Huh? Amazing. So maybe, you know, maybe Californians already know this story and I'm, and I'm, you know, telling you something you already know, but for the rest of you listening uh, around the country and around the world, know that that's it's has of course. I mean, I, PG&E, Pacific Gas and Electric, of course, is doing what they can to make more money, and it isn't all about your safety, huh? Weird. So remember, we talked about the American Dream uh, malls opening up, uh, you know, several places around the country. And the big one was the first one was going to be in uh, East Rutherford, uh, New Jersey, uh, next to the, you know, the uh, football stadium, the big stadium there. Uh, And uh, 
we were excited about what they were going to do, and it was going to be this huge theme theme parked mall. Well, it's going to open up this weekend. Yay! Yay! Uh, except uh, tickets are already sold out. So, now yeah, you can't go. Uh, what a bummer. Visitors are going to find more than 35 rides and attractions across the eight and a half acre park. Roller coasters. Uh, one of the steepest uh, drop roller coasters with a 122 foot drop. Uh, the Shredder Nickelodeon Slime Streak. Sandy's Blasting Bronco. Uh, you're going to see characters, SpongeBob, Dora, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be great, right? I mean, you're going to want to go there. It's going to, there's a theme park inside of them all. Hello. You're going to want to go there. Now, all the rides and all the, uh, all the fun, all the fun isn't quite ready, but they're going to open up anyway. Cause they've got a lot of stuff opening. It's like, we've got to start making some money. Open the doors. We don't care that we're behind the eight ball on these other stuff. Just open the doors. So they're opening up. And they sold out. Already, I mean, the doors are already closed. It's amazing. Parking is going to be complimentary this weekend. So, I mean, I guess you could just show up and park for free and try to get in. Good luck. Uh, but normally, they're going to only charge 30 bucks. Oh, for 30 minutes. Stop it. $24 a day to park. Wow. That's not even to get in the damn theme park all access tickets for admission to all rides are priced at 49.99 wow that's a pretty good that's a pretty good price oh wait is that everything nope sorry uh don't permit access to some of the bigger rides oh no uh they're priced at 39.99 okay so you could get the 40 you could get the 40 dollar one for uh for and not get the bigger ride so you can get in for 40 and some of the bigger rides are like that so your your wristband does not let you ride this ride take a hike kid uh so currently all tickets are opening day are gone so that's not bad that's not bad 40 bucks general access tickets gets you everything uh 40 bucks uh, gets you into the park, but not the big rides. Children under two are free. I mean, and it's going to cost you $24 bucks a day to park. Have fun. Enjoy yourself. Seriously, enjoy yourselves. Have fun. Now, that being said, uh, you know, you're not going to be able to get in this weekend. So uh, good luck. God bless. Now, maybe, maybe if you show up, you pay to park, you hang out, you tailgate. Somebody doesn't show up, they have an extra ticket, they let you in. So you still might be able to get in, right? All right. So now I have a, I have a, I also have, I'm going to leave you with this. Uh, I've had this for a couple of days and I keep forgetting to tell you about it because I love this idea so much. It's one of my, it's now one of my new favorite ideas of all time. Uh, this was on, uh, one of my Facebook feeds, um, and, you know, we've all flown. We've flown everywhere. I mean, flying is part of our lives, a staple of our lives now. And uh, we've uh, we've had people hollering, people fighting, babies crying on a plane. So now we're all going to have to start traveling with another device just to uh, prove our point. And this is the Facebook post. Baby crying on plane. Guy besides me. 
Can there be anything worse than a baby crying on a plane? Me pulling out a kazoo. Let's find out. (laughs) I now have to travel with a kazoo at all times. (laughs) 